the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Eliminating the threat of a dreaded government shutdown, the GOP-controlled Senate expected to pass a budget this week. Do just that. Here's Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew with the details. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell likes the bill because it keeps the needed funds flowing to the U.S. military. Pentagon leaders need stable, reliable, and sufficient resources. McConnell says there's no reason for the greatest military on earth, nor those who serve in it, to drift in uncertainty. Our service members deserve better than a string of funding crises. And for that matter? Their families deserve the best support services the nation can offer. The bill expected to slide easily past the Senate this coming week on a bipartisan vote. Bob Agnew reporting. The head of Iran's atomic energy organization says that the country's enriched 24 tons of uranium since its 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka makes a strong case for the wall. A woman and her 11-year-old daughter and 5-year-old son are dead. Why? Because the Democrats refuse to provide you with the security that we all must have by rights. Build the wall. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The Patriots Book of the Month for July spotlights the legacy of the 14 remaining Tuskegee Airmen, the famed black aviators who fought in World War II. So visit am1280thepatriot.com for your chance to win a signed copy of Soaring to Glory by Philip Handelman with Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart Jr. Good Sunday afternoon, Twin Cities, just past 2 p.m. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Thunderstorms today and a high of 81, a low of 65. Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show right now. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm Clove the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like if you haven't done so already, and we would appreciate your support, comments. Yeah, there's some posts to comment on. And uh, our uh, longtime loyal listener, Wild Wilson, has uh, said that he looked up that story on the uh, <laughs> the feminist uh, kind of stripping down in front of the uh, young boys. Okay, and, so he can uh, give us more details. Good. Uh, it, I don't know if he's going to give us more details, but oh. he said he saw it, and apparently this is something that this uh, this woman has done before. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was in front of young boys or not, but uh, yeah. So, um, you know, again, that's, um, that's one I could – that's a – a visual I could have lived without, but yet it yeah. was getting around I just, some place yeah, around I, social media. Yeah, I just have to imagine there's got to be a better way to make your point than getting naked in front of people. I just have to assume there's a better way of getting I mean, your point across. No matter what the point is, there's got to be a better way than just getting naked. There's yep. got to be. <laughs> I would hope. I would think. Uh, Anyways, we shall move on. Uh, did you have a chance to read the uh, long uh, story on Al Franken and the New Yorker this past week? I did not. Hear about it? I did. 
Yeah, it was, it was very, very long, but well worth the read if you're into uh, everything that goes on with uh, politics and what goes on uh, behind the scenes. Basically, how I read it is the author, who, by the way, didn't find Brett Kavanaugh believable, um, thought that Al Franken was railroaded, um, which is kind of ironic because Brett Kavanaugh had an, an accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, but there was no corroborating evidence, even from... Uh, supposed allies of Dr. Ford, couldn't corroborate a meeting that took place 35 years earlier, and obviously no one could corroborate a sexual assault that was uh, which Brett Kavanaugh was accused of. Of course, Brett Kavanaugh last uh, September was uh, subject to uh, uh, confirmation hearings as a Supreme Court justice, and during those confirmation hearings, a story came out for, that uh, a woman said that uh, when they were uh, teenagers— 35 years earlier that he had sexually assaulted her. Again, there was no corroborating evidence. Obviously, after 35 years, there isn't going to be much of any in the way of any physical evidence or forensic evidence. And there were no corroborating witnesses. Again, even those people who say they were with Dr. Uh, then Christine Blasey at this party. So, But nevertheless, Brett Kavanaugh wasn't believable, but Al Franken, who had seven or eight different women saying that he inappropriately touched them in different circumstances and they had no reason to get together to collaborate to come forth with these stories, uh, apparently he's believable. So it's a long read, but basically how I read it was that Al Franken was railroaded. And there were, if you remember this, the story, it was a woman by the name of uh, Leanne Tweeden, who they emphasized constantly was a conservative journalist working for a ardent pro-Trump radio station in Los Angeles was a buddy with Sean Hannity and all this kind of stuff. They were always emphasizing her conservative leanings whenever they talked about her, as if that somehow discredits what had happened. Well, of course, what started the whole thing was near the end of 2017 was on a cargo plane on the way back from a USO tour in Afghanistan when Al Franken, again, he was, he was just a, a comedian, and I use comedian scare quotes. I've never found him terribly funny. Even the Stuart Smalley bit was, yeah. It's like we had SNL bits, yeah, too, back yeah, in the day. It was okay. Yeah. Um, he apparently, well, if you saw the photograph, he has this maniacal look on his face as he's reaching for the breasts of Leanne Tweeden while she's asleep in her army outfit. And it looks like he's he's cupping her breasts. And this photo was included on a disc with all of these pictures from the USO tour. And the thing was, Leanne Tweeden was going to go through these pictures, see Al Franken feigning, groping her. Ha ha, very funny. Well, the way she tells it, she felt very embarrassed by it. And she also said that he wrote a part in a skit that where he was to kiss her in this USO skit, you know, the skit that they would perform before the troops in Afghanistan. And she was creeped out by it. He tried to kiss her, and you know, with a, I'm not even going to describe the kiss that she described because I'm creeped out by it, and and all these sorts of things. And he, you know, this was at the height of the Me Too movement. I mean, literally within the previous month or two before that, the story of Harvey Weinstein, Phil Mogul came out, yep. and obviously Al Franken became, you know, collateral damage and all this is like. He, he said himself, look, there were have women who have been suffered in silence because they were sexually assaulted. So they really weren't interested in hearing someone who was Me Too'd uh, portray themselves as a victim. So that's why Al Franken didn't fight back as vociferously as he wishes he would have. And he called for a hearing before the Senate Ethics Committee. And obviously, Leanne Tweeden would, would testify as well. And she was even open to an investigation all that sort of thing. And it never came to fruition because uh, people were calling on Franken to resign because the Me Too thing became zero tolerance. The thing was, all women are to be believed. They've suffered in silence long enough. There were even some that took the position, look, uh, when it comes to a he said, she said, if there's no corroborating evidence, the default position should go to the woman. Which, to me, in no sane or rational world, is that equality. It's not. I'm sorry. That's not equality. If you say, well... There's no corroborating evidence. He's very passionate in his denial. She's very firm in her accusations, but there's no evidence, so the default should go with the the, the accuser. I uh, know that's right. not that. Again, I know it isn't a legal matter, 
because technically a lot of these were beyond the statute of limitations, and like I said, there's no probably no physical or forensic evidence remaining, but let's default with a woman. And it doesn't work that way. It shouldn't work that way. There should be a standard uh, of innocence until proven guilty, even if it isn't technically a legal matter, even if there is not going to be any jail time for the accused, like, you know, Comedian Louis C.K. was accused yes. of, I'm not going to describe Yeah, we don't it. need He's to talk about that stuff. Yeah, Ugh. but he admitted to it and, you know, and kind of moved on. Now there's been, he's done secret shows where there have been tapes leaked of it. But uh, mm-hmm. So I read this whole story and obviously it came out that uh, eventually, you know, people wanted Franken to resign. And he's like, no, I'm not going to resign over this. I want a hearing before the Senate Ethics Committee. Well, then all of a sudden, several women, I think six or seven additional women came out, and they all had similar accusations. And these women didn't know each other. They had no reason to get together. They were, I dare say, fans of Franken, okay, that were excited for his election. Because you remember when the recount of the 2008 Senate election between he and then-incumbent Senator Norm Coleman it eventually went Franken's way, and once Franken was certified as the duly elected senator out of Minnesota, and this was about springtime of 2009, he was the 60th vote in the Senate, which meant they had a veto-proof majority, which allowed them to ram through Obamacare. And so, of course, progressives were wildly excited about his election, including a lot of these women who accused him of inappropriate behavior. So my point is they had no reason to come out and speak out against him or to want him out of the Senate because he was an ally for their politics. So apparently a lot of these women, they had the same story. You know, they would pose for photo ops and he would, you know, inappropriately grope them or touch them or, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't assault per se, but it was definitely harassment. It was definitely unwanted. And a lot of these women's accounts were dismissed, say, well, the one woman who wrote a story in The Atlantic about her encounter with Al Franken when she met him at President Obama's inauguration in January of 2009, she posted that very picture with she and Franken and was bragging about it. So that means she wasn't touched inappropriately? I'm not understanding the rationale. You see, this is Mm -hmm. where they were going. They Mm -hmm. were trying to undermine the victims. Now, I will say that it definitely brought more clarity, like Leanne Tweeden's accusation said, well, Franken wrote this kissing part into the skit so he'd have an excuse to kiss me. Well, actually, that particular skit had been used in USO tours in previous years. It was just with a different woman. So it wasn't necessarily wrote with her in mind. Okay. And the fact that he forced himself upon her to give, give her an unwanted kiss during rehearsal, which she said, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay, that's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And Al Franken's only excuse was, look, I don't remember it that way, but I'm sorry if that's what had happened. And also, the skit called for the Al Franken character to administer a breast exam where the woman soldier backs off at the last second and say, whoa, don't get too excited there, Mr. Franken, where he says, well, it's a little too late for that. You know, ha-ha, very funny, <laughs> right? So the context in which he's reaching out to feign touch her breast, you could argue is an extension of what was in the USO skit. Okay, doesn't make it excusable because she's sleeping and not giving consent for that photograph. Okay, that part's still inexcusable. But at least you get a better understanding of where he was coming from there. He wasn't, at least how, if, this is, if this account is true, mm-hmm. wasn't intentionally trying to be a creep. Um, I, I do have one question. So what's the name of this lady again in question? that we're t- Not in question. She's not in question, but the lady in the photo that was uncomfortable. Oh, Leanne Tweeden. Leanne Tweeden. Okay, and then there's been, what, seven or eight other women on top of that that right. have come out with accusations towards uh, Senator Franken. I'm just curious because it seemed like he got out ahead on this particular individual, but I have not heard much on the other accusations of the other individuals that have come forward. Has Al Franken done much to address these other women? And if so... I haven't heard much of anything. No, he he says uh, he he doesn't have he basically dummies up says I have no recollection of any of this, so I can't admit to something that I have no recollection of. No, he doesn't flat out deny it, mm-hmm. and he never apologized when he resigned. Okay, but uh, yeah, you know my thing is um, people can say that he was railroaded. I mean, they talked to several of his once it got to the point where there were multiple Democrat senators, right? and Democrat members of Congress, including, ironically enough, Keith Ellison, calling on him to resign. Um, 
then it then you know he clearly had no path forward mm-hmm. and he could have i think but his regret but he talked about this yeah i regret resigning and i think it's large and largely in part to uh others refusing to back down because it was less than a year later when Brett Kavanaugh was nominated to the newest Supreme Court vacancy. And they thought that this accusation would ruin him and President Trump would have to come forth with a new nominee. And and Kavanaugh said, no, I am not uh, backing away from this nomination. I accepted this nomination. I am following through with it. And then the following few months later, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Justin Fairfax, had an accuser of sexual assault, flat-out sexual assault, to which he vehemently denied there were calls for him to resign. He didn't. And look, he's still in power. He's still in his seat. So my point is, Franken looks at these two particular cases and probably says, you know what, if I just would have weathered the storm, this would have eventually blown over. And yeah, there might have been some colleagues around me still uncomfortable, but I would have still at least been in the Senate. So Franken has said many occasions that people have come up to him and said, you never should have resigned. And he definitely regrets resigning. So there's definitely more to the story that I'm going to come back with. Um, You can have sympathy for Al Franken if you want to. I don't. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with in mere moments. Go nowhere. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You want love, you get hate. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-458-7294. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-458-7294. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-458-7294. 1-800-458-7294. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Everything is aces at Lucky's. That's why this month we have another great deal at Lucky's. This one's so hot, we're going to have to ice you down. Get a free five-pound bag of Ace Ice. Only at Lucky Stations or your neighborhood store. Welcome back, Cam 12 and the Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing weighing in on the New Yorker story, profiling Al Franken, basically how he was given a raw deal, uh, got railroaded, what have you, and uh, there were multiple Senate colleagues who regretted not allowing him to have uh, due process. By the way, I think I counted at least eight times where the phrase due process was used in this story. Uh, and yet, and yet... That particular phrase was conspicuously absent when during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Yeah, you ever notice that? I noticed that. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, to which I say, welcome, friends. You know, I was always on the due process bandwagon. And my thing is, look, when there becomes seven or eight allegations of impropriety by Al Franken, and including one lady, I forget the lady's name, uh, she wrote, her story in the Atlantic, very believable. Um, then you're, you know, there was there was no way out of that. Now again, I was all for Al Franken appearing before a Senate Ethics Committee, and uh, you know, getting his day in court, so to speak. But this is the left, the progressives, the woke crowd, if you will, being hoist of their own petard. Because they set a standard. This was all political, This what happened here. They set a standard where all women are to be believed. And they were very calculating in doing this because they wanted to use this as a cudgel against President Trump. It goes way back to the Access Hollywood tape about a month before the 2016 election where Trump said what he said on there, where, you know, grab women by the you-know-what, okay? And basically describing a sexual assault. Let's call it what it is. And obviously other issues Trump had with women. So they knew there were going to be other accusers out there accusing Trump of improper behavior, but there was not going to be any any evidence of it. I mean, it's one thing for Trump to say, yeah, grab women by the such and such, but unless there was actual video of him grabbing a woman that way, uh there really wasn't going to be much of a case against him. But if they set a standard, okay, we need to believe all women because they have suffered in silence for years, this was all a setup to try to use as a cudgel against President Trump. And then, if you remember, there was going to be a special election for the U.S. Senate seat out of Alabama, and there was Roy Moore uh, who won the nomination, and there were... Uh, skeletons in his closet, so to speak, of when back when he was a 30-some-year-old and he had improper relations with pre, uh, with teenage girls, 16, 17, you know, weren't of, weren't of the age of consent, age 18. And so they were going to use that as a cudgel, saying, okay, look at this. The GOP, they elect someone like Donald Trump president of the United States. And even though there are credible allegations of impropriety against Roy Moore, granted they were 40 years ago, but there are some corroborating stories of these imp- this improper uh, behavior of Roy Moore. Okay, They're going to use that as a cudgel in the event that he got elected. Because then they say, okay, because this special election took place in early 2018. And then they have a chanting point for the end of 2018. Look at this. We kick out our perverts out of our caucus, but the GOP elects theirs. And I bring that up to say Al Franken became expendable to them because he's from Minnesota. There's a Democrat governor in Minnesota. If Al Franken resigns, the Democrat governor is just going to appoint another progressive to fill the seat who will be a reliable vote for the Democrat caucus. And then in 2018, that seat will be up for a special election and you know, the progressive will likely get reelected. Okay? Now, the Democrats were willing to basically toss Franken aside because they knew politically they could say, yep, yeah, see that? We we kick out our perverts, but the GOP, look at they elected one as president. They elected one uh, to the U.S. Senate out of Alabama, except 
That didn't happen because the Democrat, Doug Jones, actually upset, if you can call it an upset, uh, defeated Roy Moore in this special election because it got to the point where Roy Moore was just too toxic. And Franken, when he resigned, you know, he never apologized to his victims, but he played the whataboutism. He says, the irony isn't lost on me where a president bragged on tape about basically sexually assaulting a woman, and then the GOP is giving full support to a candidate in Alabama for the special Senate election who has some questionable uh, incidents in his past. Uh, To which, uh, to borrow a title from Franken's book, that's a lie told by a lying liar because the full GOP did not support Roy Moore. The president endorsed him, sure, but it wasn't indicative of all GOP voters, and Alabama, being a reliably red state, did not turn out for Roy Moore. He ended up losing. So that completely blew up in the Democrats' face. They got rid of a valued member of their caucus um, because they thought the GOP would elect Roy Moore. And to show you how flaming hypocrites the Democrats are, Bob Menendez, senator of New Jersey, had had all of these corruption charges against him that he was going to have to stand trial for. Did you notice the Democrats never called on him to resign? Why do you suppose that is? Because had he resigned, who was going to appoint the new U.S. senator? Chris Christie, Republican. Convenient. So they weren't going to call on Bob Menendez to resign. So this was all purely politics for the Democrats. There was no real concern for women suffering in silence. No, because if they were actually serious about this kind of stuff, um, because, you know, there's a lot of gray area with people like Franken. I'm sure there's been other Democratic uh, senators or uh, office holders that have gone through something like this or have had to resign because of this. The problem is, is that nowadays, and and I hate to say it, um, there have been so many allegations to very prominent people that it's almost gotten to the point where sometimes people aren't necessarily believing that these allegations are true when they come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's kind of, well, we've had several instances where people have been accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault, and turned out not to be true. Therefore, you also have people probably believing whenever these reports come out that they aren't necessarily true, which is very, very, very problematic because anytime anybody comes out with allegations towards anybody about sexual assault or sexual allegation, that person needs to be taken extremely seriously. Of course, you need to do your due diligence in actually finding out if this is actually a truthful statement coming from this person. But if you promote it and it actually turns out not to be true, then you're going to have resulting of people that are going to believe, okay, now anytime I hear any sexual assault or um, uh, harassment allegations coming from any prominent people, I'm not necessarily going to believe it because it's been unproven. It's been disproven so many times, which I think is very, very problematic. Right. And and this was something that uh, obviously the Trump administration has dealt with, like um, uh, Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, uh, she removed the old uh, the standard that or um, the uh, st- uh, the executive order that President Obama put in place, where they basically had campus tribunals uh, when it came to matters of sexual assault, basically saying that there only had to be a fifty point one percent probability that the student was guilty, and boom, he's kicked out of college. Yeah. You know, and and all it had to be was a mere accusation. Mm-hmm. And the and Betsy DeVos came in and says, Well, there has to be a standard of due process. I.e., you have to be able to answer your accuser. Now people say, Oh my gosh, that's cruel, that's inhumane. You're making a young lady who was allegedly sexually assaulted by a male student or vice versa face her accuser. No, it could be a representative of that student. Mm-hmm. You see that and so they were making it sound like that the Trump administration is allowing students uh, to get away with sexual assault on campus, which is complete bunk. And even that conservative stooge governor in California, Jerry Brown, yeah, that I'm being sarcastic because he wasn't a conservative stooge. Hmm. Even he kind of addressed, he says, you know, this doesn't really fit within due process protections. No. We absolutely have to have that minimum of standards. So... Um, this is uh, this is something that has blown up in the Democrats' face, uh, and the target of their ire is uh, is Kirsten Gillibrand, the uh, senator out of New York who's now running for president. She took Al Franken's bill, you know, a bill addressing this very issue, sexual assault. Well, obviously Franken could no longer attach his name to it because his name became pretty radioactive, and Kirsten Gillibrand basically called on him to respond. Enough is enough. These women are very credible, and oh by the way, I'm going to present this bill. 
uh, to help alleviate these issues in the future and fails to mention that Franken was a co-sponsor of this bill. So completely threw him under the bus and did so basically for her presidential aspirations. I don't think there's any question about it. Now, I'm not here to say that all Democrats, they don't care about women who are assaulted. Of course not. That's a little heavy-handed. But this idea that it wasn't politically expedient uh, to get rid of Franken, and then they can use that as a cudgel saying, well, the GOP elects perverts, we expel ours. Uh, Yeah, they they were going to use that to their advantage, and it blew up in their face. Hoist of their own batard, as uh, Shakespeare had said. uh, Couldn't have happened to a nicer bunch of folks. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hashtag NarnShow if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, that's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. There are many perks to being a member of the Freedom Fan Club. Join this month and you can register to win a signed copy of Soaring to Glory. Incredible first-hand accounts from the Tuskegee Airmen and their heroism in the face of discrimination. Join today at am1280thepatriot.com. Our Freedom Fan Club is brought to you by Lucky's Stations and their nine metro locations. Visit them at luckystations.com. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number one, we're locally owned in Minnesota through and through. Our corporate headquarters are not in Philadelphia. Advantage number two, we're family owned. If you have a problem, you talk to me, the owner. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Welcome back, Cam. Twelve the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You get us away in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Thanks as always for tuning in. Going to uh, continue to address some. Uh, well, local issues. Franken, nah, I don't know if that's technically a local issue, but he was one of our senators, so I kind of put it under the local category. A uh, friend of the broadcast, uh, Katie Fulkerson, who is a communications person, I want to get her, yeah, communications director for Center of the American Experiment. Uh, she wrote an op-ed in the, uh, the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune a couple of days ago, basically 
showing how the uh, state being recently voted best-run state by USA Today uh, is certainly leaving out uh, some of the catastrophic embarrassments that have taken place recently. And Katie kind of gave a laundry list in them in this Star Tribune piece, and I'll kind of I'll kind of get through these bullet points here uh, in the story. Uh, a top official at the Department of Human Services who was put on paid leave in March collected a taxpayer-funded salary of forty-two thousand dollars to stay home, waiting for an investigation to begin. A former Medicaid medical director at DHS cited serious systemic issues with the leadership culture of the agency. The second and third highest-ranked DHS officials submitted their resignations, saying they disagreed with the direction the agency is going. The DHS commissioner and chief of staff abruptly resigned without explanation. A high-ranking official in the Department of Corrections was placed under investigation after a complaint that she alleged that alleged she was lobbying on state time. And a DHS whistleblower said higher-ups approved illegal grants worth millions of do- taxpayer dollars, disregarded her concerns, and then retaliated against her when she spoke pub- spoke about it publicly. Now, these have all been out in the news. You know, the Star Tribune, Pioneer Press, you know, as much as we chide them for having a leftist slant, this is stuff they can't ignore, and they haven't ignored it. And it's been out there. This, isn't re- this doesn't reflect well on her state. Particularly when you have Governor Tim Walls almost being dismissive, saying, "Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't do drama," you know, whenever he's asked questions about this. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, this is these are taxpayer funded agencies. Okay, this is impacting how our tax dollars are spent, and you're trying to tell us that you don't do drama, dismissing it, just kind of sweeping it under the rug and saying it'll be taken care of, you know. And not not to mention that the DHS in and of itself was dealing with a lot of issues, particularly the millions of dollars through that child care assistance program that was fraudulently used for other purposes, including possibility funding terrorism. All right? That's scary. Okay? There needs to be answers for this. When, you know, again, one of the most even-handed people in St. Paul, one who is respected across the board, uh, that would be legislative auditor Jim Nobles, when he comes out and says that there's some serious uh, lax management in this particular agency, that needs to be taken seriously. And it hasn't been. Now, again, these are issues that are brought to the forefront and put out there. And I would think no matter what party is in power, that the bipartisan, that the concern should be bipartisan. Should, I mean, it, you know, it should be. That Democrats, because, you know, it's a Democrat administration in charge, and therefore they appoint uh, a lot of, at least a lot of the uh, higher-up positions in these agencies, okay, that Democrats should say, well, you know what, obviously we're not thrilled with uh, Governor Walz's uh, decision to uh, appoint Tony Lurie, who left the Senate seat and then allowed the GOP to increase what was just a slight majority in the Senate, in the Minnesota Senate, and then Lori ends up resigning within six months, despite the fact he said that he dedicated his entire life to being in a position like that, i.e. Department of Human Services Commissioner. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, that, that's not for me. What? In six months you determine that when you've said you're, that you've been dedicating your entire adult life to try to get this position? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Could have been a lot of campaign speech, though. You know what I mean? People promise things even though they're not going to follow through. Well, I mean, this is an executive appointed position. This you, still, you don't get elected to this, eh, but still, there's a lot of PR to it. Of and, course, there is. Yeah. yeah, but once he once he was finally appointed, that that was his that was Tony Lurie's uh, quote saying, "Oh, I've dedicated my life to this position. Now here I am." And then six months later, ah, yeah, yeah, not what I thought it was. Really? Why? Don't we deserve to know that? Party but, politics. No, for no explanation. I bring all this up to say that uh, Katie. Katie Fulkerson then received a voicemail on her um, phone at the Center for of the American Experiment. And it was in response to her op-ed uh, in the newspaper. And apparently, this gentleman ended it in German, which is presumably a reference to Katie being a Nazi. Okay. Uh, here's, here's one of the fun excerpts that Katie, she posted this on her uh, Facebook page as well as her Twitter, uh, Twitter account. Uh, Here's one excerpt. It says, up yours, Katie. You are a racist. You are the Klan. 
you're a young person, so you probably don't have a brain. I don't want to hear a word from the bleeping clan from you people. You're a racist bigot. You have the audacity to complain about Waltz? So that was the whole reason for the diatribe, is because she put forth an op-ed complaining about a seeming lack of concern for these highly funded taxpayer agencies and the improprieties there, and we're getting zero explanation other than a flippant response from the governor saying, oh, I don't do drama. Seriously? Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a not... And again, these are pretty benign things that she's pointing out and things that are are open secrets. The Star Tribune and and and, and St. Paul Pioneer Press have both reported on these. Did this same idiot call them a bunch of Nazis for just pointing it out? That's all Katie's doing. She's pointing this stuff out. And I'll, again... I gave the kind of bullet points of this of the scandals that are taking place, and I'll read a little bit more of the uh, of Katie's op-ed. And there's been no progress to hear of on stopping the pervasive child care assistance fraud Fox 9 uncovered in an investigative report over a year ago. So the journalists at Fox 9, Nazis too, do we know? I don't know. If our state is so wonderful, so much better run than every other state, then why in the world do we put up with these continued embarrassing leadership failures? Tribalism, for one. If someone outside our Minnesota tribe attacks someone within it, we rush to their defense. But we tend to look the other way when we witness wrongdoing within. In theory, Minnesotans despise tribalism, but in practice, we're the worst offenders. If one of our most primitive instinct it's one of our most primitive instincts, and it easily leads to corruption. Also, it's complacency. At some point in history, state government ran pretty well, and we've convinced ourselves nothing has changed. Evidence to the contrary continues to pile up, but it's easier to be complacent than face the music. When asked for answers to the latest turmoil at DHS, Governor Tim Walz had nothing to say except, I don't do drama. Sorry for interrupting your afternoon, Governor, but this is your drama. You run these departments, and you promised Minnesotans unprecedented transparency. And that's another excellent point, by the way. You have uh, Brian Boxt, who writes for, I believe he's still with the Associated Press, uh, maybe he's with NPR. I don't don't remember watch, but don't remember. But you know, he's a very even-handed reporter, and he and other reporters here in the Twin Cities have been unsuccessful in gaining in in obtaining a schedule of the government's of the governor's appointments. Okay, duly elected governor of Minnesota, put in that place by Minnesota voters, Minnesota taxpayers, and yet they're not allowed to know his schedule. What yeah, meetings for, is he going to yeah, conduct? Yeah, for a guy that doesn't deal with a lot of drama, sure, sure sounds like he makes a lot of drama. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this is unnecessary, especially since that's a good point, because especially since, well, we're going to be dealing with unlimited, we're going to, unprecedented transparency here and then refuse to put out the schedule. And again, this, is, this was something we talked about in the show, too. Uh, late last fall, there was a... Um, there was a situation where Governor Dayton was down in the Mayo Clinic, and at one point in the ICU down in Mayo Clinic for several days. Yeah. And his schedule said that he was in meetings. Very vague. No one bothered to follow up. Mm-hmm. No one bothered to question it. So I guess perhaps the goal is when they talk about we want some transparency is to get some specifics as what these meetings entail, but right. apparently that's not happening either. And for Governor Dayton, uh, obviously it was a health issue. Um, would that be something that would be, I mean, different? Would you want the public to know that your governor is really going through a lot of uh, terrible things health-wise and everything like that? For you to just say, yeah, sure, he's going through meetings. I understand that's not being transparent, but uh, this is more of a question I have for myself. Would, is it better for the public to know these kind of things, or is it better for them to kind of maybe stay in the dark so they can continue to have faith in their governor or their elected well, official? Well, and he had, a, he had a lieutenant governor, too, right. who is elevated to that role when the governor is unable to perform duty, right. specific duties. So, Because I, I know mean, this was like an FDR thing. I know this was kind of like a JFK thing as well, where uh, what they wouldn't photograph Franklin D. Roosevelt in a wheelchair because they didn't want the image of him to be tainted. Is this kind of like is that maybe the reason why that was kind of a thing? I, I can't imagine why, because th- it was late last year when Governor Dayton was going to be gone by January. True. So, like, what would the so it's like? Made? Look, there's a lieutenant governor. It was a uh, Michelle Fishbach is in okay. place, uh, assuming the governor's duties all is well. Uh-huh. Whatever else, I mean, he was he was a you know it was just before election day. So if, if yeah. you're talking about October time frame, he had 
two and a half, three yeah. months left in his term. Yeah, I'm just curious where they got the idea from. I, I just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But this, this is the, this is where we are in our political discourse. She levy, she laid out criticisms as to why we should stop calling ourselves the best run state in the country. Here's why. Okay, quit focusing on the shallow, superficial things like we have nice parks, uh, we have you know uh, nice landscape, whatever else. Uh, our lakes are beautiful, uh, all that sort of thing. Our sports teams leave a little to be desired, except our twins. Yeah, go twins! I think they're up five nothing right now. Let me okay. check the score. I mean, Cleveland's winning again. Oh, seven nothing. Okay, uh, but Cleveland's still winning, so that game is still going to be just one uh, one game lead. I should say. But that. But the point is, it's like okay. Why not answer the substance of the criticism instead? You have the audacity to complain about Waltz. Yeah, I'm complaining about Waltz. What, what do you, what do you take issue with about my complaints? Tell me. Instead, we go through this. Uh, we we speak in German to imply that she's some sort of Nazi and tells her she doesn't have a brain. I don't want to hear from a word from you because you're part of the bleeping clan. I mean, this is more. I, I'm sharing this not so much as to rehash a lot of the complaints that have been levied against the Walls administration. We've got plenty. We've done that plenty of other shows, and we'll continue to do so. But it's just how, how can we not? Why do we not address the substance of these complaints? You know, what do you have to say about those? If you support Tim Walls, where is Katie wrong in levying these complaints? What is she wrong about in criticizing him? That's what we want to know, but again, in these very uh, bitter and rancorous and partisan debates, um, we often fail to answer the substantive criticism. It's a shame, really. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hey, Barry, quick question for you. Do you know what the leading cause of foodborne illness is? Uh, my bad cooking? <laughs> well, you're close. It's actually poor cleaning techniques and improper handling of food. These outbreaks, along with the illnesses caused by food allergens, can occur anywhere that food is served, even places like assisted living and child daycare facilities. Fortunately, most of these outbreaks can be prevented. Okay, Tom, well, how does BME help assisted living facilities and other companies maintain a healthy environment? Well, BME Labs is a distributor for 3M food safety test kits, but we do much more than that. 
Our experienced staff help our customers formulate a comprehensive food safety and allergen test plan. Don't wait for a foodborne outbreak to put your business in the news. Be proactive and contact BME Lab and Science today for the health of your customers and your business. Visit bmelabandscience.com. That's bmelabandscience.com. Remember, you don't know if it's clean until it's been tested. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. By the way, if you go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page right now, I'm testing out the Facebook Live over the radio, so I'm doing that right now. Oh, how's it look? Well, I mean, I'm on there, so it looks as about as. Good as it can look, I guess. Well, <laughs> Which that's is good the best it can look. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I'm making it making it happen. Oh yeah. But uh, okay. So I think I I think I can get the hang of this. Um, so I have to. <laughs> You're kinda... literally turning to face the camera. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So well, you want you're asking me how it looks. I got to see myself. Okay, I got yeah. the, as long as I have the WWTC AM 1280 the Patriot banner. Yes. In the fully displayed in the background, then we're good. That's how they'll know. So, uh, well, we've talked about this on the show before, Jason, about how uh, people like to take athletes, young athletes, seemingly monumental, defining milestone moments in their career, and trash them by things they have said in the past, whether it be via Twitter. Sure. I mean, quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, Brewers had a pitcher, Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Um, Kyler Murray. Uh-huh. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Quarterback drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. They dig into their past tweets. Oh, they said mm-hmm. some problematic things when they were 16 and 17-year-olds. Well, a mm-hmm. photojournalist for CNN said some awful things on Twitter when he was 16 years old and ended up resigning Yep, because of it. Yep. It's like there can be no grace, it yeah. seems like. so. Yeah. Anyways, well, the latest is Mariano Rivera, Hall of Fame pitcher, the first ever Major League Baseball player to be unanimously selected to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Right. And there's no disputing that. Best closer in the history of baseball. Trevor Hoffman was pretty good, but not Mariano Rivera. He certainly was no Mariano Rivera. The five rings, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Mariano can flash around there. So uh, I bring all this up to say that uh, the Daily Beast, on the day Mariano was to be enshrined apparently we're looking into his problematic far-right politics of course they were what else did they have to do? mariano rivera the greatest relief pitcher in baseball history was formally enshrined in major league baseball hall of fame today a throng of new york yankee diehards will surely make the trek to cooperstown new york to take in the proceedings and relive treasured memories for countless fans rivera's baseball royalty an idol worship for his on-field dominance deadly mastery of a cut fastball and pinpoint control. To this day, he is held up as the ideal athlete, bestowed with endless grace and an unflappable demeanor on the mound that belied a burning competitive desire. Rivera represents a nearly decade un, or represents a nearly unbroken succession of Yankee greatness that stretches all the way back to the 1920s from Ruth and Gehrig to DiMaggio and Mantle and then Reggie Jackson and Derek Jeter. And over the past three years, he's also served at the pleasure of a racist president. There it is. There it is. That's the line right there. Taken part in thinly veiled propaganda on behalf of a far-right government in Israel and gotten chummy with outright bigots and apocalyptic loons. All right. None of this will be inscribed on his Hall of Fame plaque. It should (laughs) <laughs> Even if much of the sports world would very much like to pretend none of it exists. Hmm. At least one time Yankee fan, well, one longtime Yankee fan would like to make sure it remains front and center. Of course, President Trump on uh, Rivera being unanimously elected to the Hall of Fame pointed out that uh, he was a great player and a great person, and he thanked him for his support of the Opioid Drug Abuse Commission. And uh, also the president's uh, council on uh, fitness. Well, what's the official title of it? Yeah, the president's council on sports, fitness, and nutrition. Um, so apparently, if you support the president's initiative of cutting down on opioid abuse and making sure kids are healthy, I got one question: Why do progressive hate? Why do progressives hate drug-free, healthy kids? This is what I don't understand. So because he shows approval for the president's council on ridding us of the opioid crisis and making sure our kids are healthy, 
That's problematic? I, I, I'm not understanding this. This this doesn't necessarily support Trump the person, support Trump who has said some unquestionably bad things, but because he supports these, and this this is this is where the resistance uh, is a completely vapid movement. Removing the opioid crisis or alleviating the opioid crisis is unequivocally a moral thing, a good thing. Right. Making sure our kids are healthy through fitness unequivocally a good thing right but because trump supports it all of a sudden it's radioactive and anybody who supports these things is also problematic so was mariano supportive through social media campaigns or was he kind of front and center like shaking hands with trump how was exactly how was he involved with his support of the president's or these things that specifically i don't know okay uh, apparently, you know, apparently he's shown he's probably donated some time and money to it. And mm-hmm. uh, to, I mean, to things you can donate time and money to I didn't, things like this president's council, you can't really donate a lot of money to. But you could certainly give, obviously, uh, a support for most definitely. And then um, they talk about, you know, support on on, uh, on behalf of a far right government in Israel. You know, the Netanyahu administration, which is is a democratically elected administration. And by the way, I think he recently surpassed the longest tenure of any prime minister in Israeli history. So the people have spoken in Israel. They want the Netanyahu government administration in place. And by the way, Israel, why, why do progressives hate thriving democracies? I thought they were all about democracy because Israel is, you know, Netanyahu democratically elected leader in addition to the fact that that Israel, yes, the state of Israel, is showing very strong support for the LGBT movement, including having pride parades. Guess what? Where Israel is located, support for LGBTQ issues, probably not real popular in the proximity of a country like Saudi Arabia perhaps, or Syria, mm-hmm. Iran, Iraq, where it's literally illegal in some of these countries, mm-hmm. but yet Israel is showing support for it when it's right there in the midst of all of these countries that are vehemently against it and criminalizing the activity. So I ask again, why, why, why do leftists hate democracies that support LGBTQ issues? I'm not understanding. This. No, it's just sad that all you have to do is agree with somebody on a particular issue. And then automatically you represent that person and vice versa. You know what I mean? Well, the daily beast was pretty much universally excoriated by oh, yeah, people they, of both they political be stripes because it's, this is Mariana Rivera. All right, not a hint of controversy his entitled career, but because he supports some politics that people may not like. But politics that everybody yeah. should agree with, and just because Trump does, it shouldn't mean anything, but that's where we are right now. So it was rightly uh, excoriated, so good for whomever did that. All right. Folks, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-458-7294. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-458-7294. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-458-7294. 1-800-458-7294. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. 
a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.